What's up, guys? Mitch from RespectMyRegion.com, back with another episode of the North American Weed Tour podcast, episode 63. Today, I'm joined by Eric Chavez of Boundless Technology. How are you doing today, Eric? Doing well, Mitch. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Sorry, thank man. you. Thank you for hopping on here, man. We've been interviewing people all across the country and a little bit outside the country across the world about cannabis, talking about all the different aspects from cultivation to manufacturing to concentrates to ancillary businesses to marketing and everything. So you're on here today to talk about vaporizers, which is what you guys at Boundless Tech do very well. So before we get into Boundless, I'd like to just kick it off briefly, the little introduction of yourself and kind of your your history around the industry or the, or the plant. Yeah. Well, like I said, my name is Eric Chavez. I you know, appreciate you having me to, here today. Uh, my first got involved with the plant when I was, I guess, in high school. Um, you know, I had some friends who, you know, were using it too, and we just decided to try it together. And it really helped with the anxiety. I was stressing a lot, you know, back then, trying to get good grades and all that. And um, it actually helped me through it. You know, I would do it on the weekends here and there. Then um, as I got older, you know, I just wanted to learn more about the science behind it and see how, you know, the actual, what, what was actually going on and the effects that I was, you know, having on the body. So um, I learned about vaporizers there and got that interest going and ended up linking up with a friend who started Boundless Technology. And here I am now, you know, um, making products for, uh, for the cannabis industry. Um, I'm the director of product development at Boundless. So um, what that means is I work with our overseas team and our American team to uh, create, you know, new products to vaporize cannabis and concentrates. Yeah, so you're getting you're getting in the nitty gritty of helping create these. So we'll get into that a little bit later. But when when did Boundless start? Like, what was kind of the origin and the inspiration behind the, the Boundless brand? Yeah, so it started in 2015. Um, I had a friend from high school who linked up with um, a manufacturer overseas, and he actually had this um, idea to get the CFX, which is this vape right here, uh, to the market. And essentially, what it is is. You load up your herb, put it in the chamber, then uh, heat it up to you know a certain temperature, and essentially you're vaporizing the cannabinoids and terpenes from the product itself. So uh, I linked up with him, and I started out as a VP of marketing. You know, I feel like I was really good at um, social skills and um, connecting with people. So I went into that and that uh, field of the, the industry, and started doing trade shows, uh, planning those out, and just connecting with uh, distributors and wholesalers out there and expanding our business. So it was really like a grassroots operation, just a couple of friends um, getting started and just going from there. Yeah. And I was going to ask what product you guys first started with. Cause I first, I first heard of you guys when it, around the turp pen, that was just like a name that, that, you know, <laughs> kudos to coming up with that name. That was, that's a good name that, that just stuck with me. Uh, but actually I got the CFX right here as well nice yeah so that's what i was telling you i loaded it up with you know some of this alien labs xeno in there so we'll, we'll taste the <laughs> turp so um i yeah i just actually did a couple of reviews for you guys' products and it's it's weird like you know my first or, or on the first one i showed my vaporizer i had like the tube i don't can't i don't know what it's called but the box with the long tube you know that yeah. old school yeah vapor bros are like a hot box yeah 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 i don't know it was off brand it's probably from some smoke shop in like 2006 <laughs> or something it's a old it's a it's a relic um but i remember like you know my first experiences with vaporizers were like you know the 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 volcano i think a lot of people have, have tried yeah. that and then whatever the box 
but I, I used to always like, you know, I'm a blunt smoker. Like that's really my, my go-to way of consumption has been for a long time. But even at an early age, I really liked the vaporizer when it, obviously I didn't even know terpenes or anything. I just was always mm -hmm. like, dude, when I have really good tasting weed, I always would have to try it in the vaporizer. Cause I'd be like, I just, I don't know. You just get to taste it it's in a different, different way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I was going to ask is kind of like for, for you guys, for the, 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 the inspiration behind the vaporizer, is it, Obviously, vaporizers, like the average consumer is buying a vaporizer for discretion or health reasons, but the taste is obviously a big factor. So for you guys, what, what are what are kind of the, the main pillars that go into making a device that you feel like it has to check off? Like what boxes does it have to check off? Yeah, so we want it to be affordable first off and foremost. You know, uh, we came to the market at a reasonable price um, compared to what was out there, you know, already. Um, for example, there is like the leading you know, high-end vape going for about $400, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we released the CFX at about 180 So, you know, that opens the door for a lot of at the average consumer to, you know, learn about vapes and try to vape out. So we try for, you know, education too, to, you know, spread the word of vaporization and alternatives to smoking out to the cannabis community. And uh, that's our main focus, you know, to get the tech out there and um, uh, teach people about it. So that's what we, uh, you know, put in our products. We want it to be easy to use, you know, first and foremost, and also affordable. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And that's definitely something I've noticed with you guys is, is it's not sacrificing on the quality, but a little bit more affordable because things out there are expensive. But it is like when you're manufacturing something, has got some technology into it, it's, it's expensive to do. Um, you know, any electronic that's around that size is 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 it expensive. Um, oh, wow. Um, so when you guys design these, how much, like, how much emphasis goes on into the taste and making sure that you're getting the right taste out of things, you're burning at a consistent level? Like, what, what goes into the approach of, of, you know, navigating that? Yeah, so we, we do have different rounds of, you know, uh, beta units and uh, different testing units. But uh, it does go through our team and primarily myself, I'm like the lead tester too. So if, you know, I'm tasting something funny, I'm going to report it to the team and make sure we get that corrected. But um, we, we, we do want it to taste good and perform good because we're actually using it ourselves. So we're, we're not going to, you know, settle with a, a bunk tasting product. <laughs> Absolutely. And for, for you guys, I mean, you guys do a little bit that concentrates a little bit that are, that are dry herb. The CFX obviously does, has the capabilities of doing both. What do you feel like is more popular in the realm of vaping? Is it concentrates or is it flour? Uh, these past couple of years, man, uh, the Turpin has been our best seller. That's uh, this unit right here. Uh, it's, like I said, the affordability too. So it's only, it retails for $30 and um, it, it works well. You know, it has a three-year warranty to back it uh, as well. But um, just the ease of use of it, you just inhale, no buttons needed. And just dab right into your concentrate. But we've seen, you know, the, especially the markets like in California, the West Coast markets. Uh, yeah, these things are selling like crazy. Uh, there's a lot of them out there now, but in terms in terms of worldwide, you know, dry herb units are still the most popular choice, like in Europe, and that's a big market out there too for us. And that's what I've heard, like just doing data and looking, I've I've seen that Europe is very big on dry herb, which is is interesting in itself. And so, would you, would you would would it be safe to assume then that states are a little more mature and have legalization, the concentrates are a little more popular in states that are potentially not have cannabis as accessible herb is a little bit dry herbs a little bit more popular yeah i, I would say that exactly yeah 
That's that's interesting because that was going to be one of my questions is where where you guys see the most like what where where do you guys send the most products? You feel like I mean I know you guys work through distributors and different different things and then obviously have e-commerce through your through your site as well. So what where are you guys sending the most products? Like what what part of the world? Yeah, majority West Coast, um, California, Washington, Oregon, um, and Canada too. Canada is a really big market for us, especially after that opened up. You know, full full legalization a couple, couple years back. And uh, Europe is still, you know, one of our good uh, good chunks too. So I would say third, um, like U.S. West Coast, then Canada and Europe. Those are the top our top three. Hmm. hmm. And then it'd be the 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 rest of the U.S. maybe falling in after that. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's super interesting. And I think like with the Terpen, you guys obviously, what what was kind of the the thought process of going into designing that? Because I I've, we, we're familiar. I'm familiar with it, and I like that it's you know, concentrates on the go are a difficult thing, right? Like we got your traditional like 510 thread or disposable vape pens. But when you have dabs on the, you know, on the go, you have to have a rig, you got to pour water in it, pour water out, let everything cool down. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of difficult. So what, what was kind of the, the approach and the inspiration going into designing that product? Yeah. Like you said, you know, just to eliminate all those uh, unnecessary steps to consuming, uh, we wanted to make it straightforward and easy especially for, you know, the older generation who isn't really that tech savvy or wants to, you know, mess around with e-nails or butane torches. Um, this gives them an opportunity to, you know, try concentrates and see if that'll help, you know, with their, their everyday life. Yeah. And then what, what are some of the unique features about that? I know them, but I'll let you explain some of those features. Yes. Yeah, so, um, like I said, uh, it's inhale activated, so you don't need a button to um, activate the heating element. And uh, that's this right here. So have you have a magnetic cap to cover that. You um, remove the cap, then you're able to get a dab tool or dip right into your jar and just inhale. And that blue light means it's heating up. And you dip right into your concentrate. The longer you inhale, um, the hotter it gets. So if you want you know, a hotter temperature dab, you would inhale for a little longer. Whereas if you want a lower temperature dab, you just inhale for a couple seconds, then release. And then with that lid, it helps it to where you can snap that lid back on and you can put it right back in your pocket, right? Right after that? Exactly. So, if yeah, you need to be discreet, just put it in your pocket. And that's like, you don't got to wait, you know, again, with the, the rig, you got a nail, you got to wait for it to cool down before you start packing it up and handling it and moving it. So it's it's ultimate, definitely solves a lot of those issues, right? Around dabbing on the go. Exactly. Can I show a little demo? Yeah, yeah, run it. Cool. So yeah, I'm just going to scoop a little concentrate out of the jar. I have some West Coast cured right now. That's what I was going to ask. What well, what we had? You got some WCC? Yeah, the ice cream cake. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so I have a little on my dab tool. <laughs> so you can see it's like pretty instantaneous and um you know it's going to be a low temperature dab but like i said the longer you inhale the hotter it gets and the bigger clouds you're able to get yeah but we're want you know if for people out there that are connoisseurs you want that low temp dab you want to exactly. you want to get you want to taste the flavor um and again it's not it's like it's, it's starting to heat up but that is really quick it, like you know you only we're inhaling for a couple seconds and you're able to get that dab, which is a lot quicker too, right? Quicker to get into, 
quicker to get into the money than having to sit there and heat something up and then, you know, set your timer. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm a rookie dabber, so I see everyone do it. I don't even know, like, like a device like that is perfect for me because I'm, you know, I just got my first dabber. I'm not new to smoking, but I just got my first personal own dab rig not too long ago and like i still don't know you know i heat it, can't it up be intimidating definitely yeah, yeah and this is, but even just the use like i, I get inconsistent use right because i don't know yeah. how long should i heat it up for how long should right. i you know usually in the past before i had in my you know had one in my in my house i you know was always around someone that that was able to put me on able able to help <laughs> hold my hand through the process yeah it's ready <laughs> so outside of the uh the turpin and this uh, the cfx what 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 is the other uh what is the existing product line that you guys have right now yeah so we have a wide range um i have a couple units here but um essentially there's you know our lowest range products and it goes all the way to our highest range our most affordable units uh, about sixty four ninety nine, and that's our like CFC light. Then we have our highest end unit, the Terra here, and uh, this is a packs a punch. So it's a full convection vaporizer, which means you're only using hot air, and as you're drying, it vaporizes the herb versus a conduction, which uh, heats the herb directly. Mm. So you're able to preserve more of those terpenes and the good cam- cannabinoids from your product. Then it runs off as you can see two removable eighteen six fifty batteries. So you could replace those with um, the similar uh, amperage batteries. And, and if you're out on the go, you know, just able to replace them quick and easy. And you, you have a pretty uh, metal, uh, pretty large metal chamber on the Terra too. So it's uh, different than the ceramic. Uh, I feel it helps with the convection heat, keeps it more pure and enjoyable. Then we just released our Vexel, which is um, kind of on the lower mid-range side of the lineup. And that's this unit here. It's a portable, you know, it's smaller than the palm of my hand mm-hmm. and a um, conduction vaporizer. So it has a ceramic chamber with four preset temperatures. So the user doesn't have to, um, you know, know which temperature they need, you know, set it at. It's just preset. So you just choose one of the colors and you're good to go. Five clicks to turn it on. Then uh, it's color coded based on temperature. So sorry, it's a little blurry right now, but. You can see the temperatures change. Mm-hmm. Red would be the highest, and green would be the lowest. Yeah, I just, I just actually, I just tried that one out too. I have it. I don't know where I have it. Somewhere out around here, um, but I just tried it out, and it's super. You know, it's easy fit in the pocket. Well, I, I got a dog, so taking the dog for a walk, I, you know, I took exactly. it for a spin around the block. It's, it's nice. You know, same thing like. I live in a, a super suburban neighborhood, so sometimes when I'm taking the dog for, if I take a dog for a walk at night, I, you know, I can spark up a backwood and, you know, stay, you know, put, <laughs> raise the volume, you know, a little bit louder around the block. But obviously during the day, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to do that. So having something right. a little more discreet like that, it, it's it's perfect. Um, yeah, and and I definitely like that. And so for for the CFX, um, you know, the one you showed, the first one you showed before we started talking about that um that one does flower and or and herb as well right yeah so it's a a dual use vaporizer you could put a little bit of concentrate in there you could put some flour in there um it will vaporize both but um the concentrate is going to be like a lower session style experience so it's not going to be some big old clouds of dab you know you're just going to be able to mostly taste it and produce some um, smaller clouds but but it works 
Yeah, I that was one that I I did. I don't think we put it out yet, but I did a review on that as well per, personally. And I don't even review a lot of the products we do. But I definitely <laughs> liked. I tried some concentrates through that, and it definitely I was like, man, this is bringing out a different flavor, like mm-hmm. a more pronounced flavor than trying it out the rig. Right. Yeah, it brings out a whole different pro- profile. Vaping in general. That's why I like it a lot too, because you know there's those hidden profiles that you you get you burn off when you're smoking. And uh, vaporizing the herb, you know, it really allows you to save those terpenes and cannabinoids and get some taste that you've never tasted before. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's what I like. Like I said, back back my early experience with mm-hmm. the vaporizers was like I always had to when I got weed, I really enjoyed like in a blunt. I was like, I got to try in the vape to just like get the full experience. And we haven't done this, but I'm, I've always thought like to truly review weed, I feel like you should try it like in whatever your preferred medium is, but you, like, you got to add a vaporizer experience in there to like really, I don't know, really explore the palette. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, I have a question that's not, not as related to the products, but just out there that a lot of people have asked. And like, I don't, I don't know, like, what do you do with once you, er, once you vaporize weed, like flour, you know, it's yeah. all Brown. I usually just throw it out. Right. But people always, people have asked me across, like, what do you do with that? Do you know, like, is there, do people cook with that or anything, or is it just garbage after that? Yeah. So there's still some potent stuff, you know, left in the, the vaped herb and people collect it and you can make edibles, coconut oil, butter, and um, it'll, it'll act just like an edible, if not sometimes even stronger. <laughs> it's mm. already decarb too. So, you know, when you make edibles, you have to kind of decarb the bud before, you know, like as one of the first steps to the process. Um, this is already decarbed, so you're able to just uh, you can eat it actually. You know, that okay. That's that's super interesting because I yeah I've seen I know like what is it raw a r a they do like those capsules in California of, of the yeah. decarb flour, um, and I really enjoyed I actually enjoyed those because I felt like you got a full spectrum, you know, as opposed to like a dissolute edible, you know, just mm-hmm. eating flour. You got the full experience. So it's pretty heavy. Start, yeah, I might I might have to start saving it, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> and start cooking some edibles. Um, and so, how long does it usually take you guys to design a new product? Like when it goes from the thought of idea to getting it out to the consumer, what's what's the the lead time on that process? You know, uh, it's actually changed recently due to, you know, the pandemic and uh, shipping and all that, the back and forth, you know, uh, we work with our uh, manufacturer overseas. So there's a lot of transit issues that have come up recently. But um, currently it's taking about a, a year, year and a half from um, start to finish. So when we see a new product, when you guys are like, yeah, we're just dropping a brand new product. That's a year and a half, year, year and a half in the works. Yeah, there's some time that takes, uh, you know, to put into it and make sure everything's right. Rounds of testing and, you know, have to get the AOK from the whole team too. And yeah, it's a whole process. <laughs> and how how many it's products do you guys? How many products have you got? You guys design that you feel like you start out and then you're like, yeah, this isn't cutting it. We're 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 not going to see it all the way through. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, that, that happens quite a lot actually. Um, there's been a handful of vapes that you know I wish that we would have come out, but. You know, it was just maybe too much uh, cost to go into it or other issues that kind of put them on pause. But, you know, we, we uh, build off those um, products we don't use and try to do our best for future products. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure I'm sure sometimes, you know, thinking of product design, you guys probably cook up something you're like there's no way this is going to be affordable <laughs> or something like that. Or then yeah. they tell us, yeah, it's going to cost this much. And we're like, oh, wow, 
can't do that. <laughs> yeah, won't be able to pass it on to the consumer. And so for you guys' mm -hmm. business too is how much are you guys doing like direct to consumer sales versus uh, you know through through distributors and, and other platforms? Yeah, this year uh, we actually seen an increase uh, the past couple of years actually you know due to the pandemic as well. Uh, we've seen a huge increase in our uh, retail site sales. So I think now at the moment it's about 50, 50, man. Wow. And before it was probably like 80, 20, uh, to, uh, 80, 20, uh, 80 for the wholesale dis distribution and 20 for mm -hmm. the retail. And then beyond just the, uh, you know, the supply chain issues of COVID, how did COVID, I mean, I guess, in a, I mean, you just answered it right there, Im impacted you guys direct to consumer business. Did you guys see like a lot of businesses in this space? Did you guys see a boom over the last year and a half? Yeah, man, a, a huge increase on those website sales. Yeah. And so, so what, what are community for support? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, no doubt. What, what are some of the challenges of being in e-com? Again, you guys don't sell cannabis, but you guys are cannabis adjacent, very much related to cannabis. What mm -hmm. are some of the challenges you guys face with, with being a product that facilitates this industry? Right. So we do get a lot of uh, flags and, um, we do have to be wary about how we advertise, you know, especially on social media. Um, we have to worry about getting strikes and banned. So we have to, you know, play it safe, as safe as possible. Um, so it is tough. You know, we are categor categorized just as uh, another cannabis company. So the same restrictions apply to us. And you guys have even issues with like newsletter platforms, payment processing and things like that? Um, we actually haven't. Um, knock on wood, you know, everything's um, going well at the moment. There was actually a big vape mail ban that just happened recently, too. Right. And, uh, uh, we've worked, we're, we have, we found a work way around that. It's, it's going good. <laughs> yeah. Cause that, th did that affect, was that all vaporizers? Cause I thought it was more centered around, you know, obviously like Delta eight and a lot of that stuff. Um, and then, you know, the vape gate with the black market vape cartridges of a year ago, but you just vaporizer in general kind of got roped into that. Yeah. So that whole umbrella, you know, uh, encapsulate us too. And pretty big bummer but um you know we worked with other companies in the industry to see you know what they're doing and helping each other out yeah yeah it's 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 always a challenge navigating the uh the internet you know regulations when you're when you're involved somewhat in cannabis even uh, you know we're media but because right. we cover cannabis stories it's constantly a battle you know everywhere incredibly inconsistent at that as well <laughs> yeah man um, and so when you guys set out to, to build Boundless, was the goal to build e-commerce or was it to distribute through brick and mortar? Yeah. So, um, our goal was to get into smoke shops. Yeah. And, um, the early dispensaries, but, uh, we did find that, uh, working with, uh, wholesalers and distributors was the way to go early on. And that really helped us grow. But, um, you know, at pre -pan uh, post pandemic, uh, we do see how much, uh, impact the retail site has on our business and you know, allows us to focus on that for the future now. Yeah, abs absolutely. What do you feel like the, uh, the vaporizer market is, is missing currently right now? Um, I, on our side of things, uh, education, you know, I feel like there's a lack of education and, uh, product knowledge. There's a lot of cheap smoke uh, vaporizers that kind of ruin mm. the image of, you know, the, the, brands that are trying to do do good and educate the community. So, you know, a lot of the brands you find in smoke shops aren't really the best out there. Um, I would recommend do your research. Uh, even on Reddit, you know, there's some good resources there. Uh, 
Vapor Rents is a nice subreddit to learn about vapes and the the great companies out there that are you know pushing the limits and educating the community out there. And then speaking on terms of Reddit, like how much do you guys look into not just reviews on your guys's products, but also just the temperature of what people are saying about the vaporizer market? Like, do you guys are you guys really in tune with with looking at that? Yeah. So myself, I'm on there pretty much every day, um, either offering you know help um, if people need uh, tips and tricks, you know things like that, and to do product research and market research, see what's going on. So yeah. we're pretty active on there and. Uh, there's also other forums that are dedicated for just for vaporizers. Uh, one's called fuckcombustion.com. And that's trying to preach, you know, alternatives of smoking combustion. Absolutely. And so what, what do you think on, on the, on the tune back to education, what are some of those points of education that uh, you feel just people need to kind of like, or not need, but can grasp or, or some areas that they could learn about to in the vaporizer market? I think most importantly is the efficiency and, you know, you know, product is getting kind of expensive nowadays, especially with all the taxes and things like that. People, I, I feel bad seeing people burn their, you know, the product. Uh, if you vape it, you're able to get more out of it and and you can even, you know, reuse it. Like we said, make edibles with the vape bud. So there's a lot of these things that, you know, the average consumer doesn't know that we feel can help them save, you know, in the long run and enjoy the product a lot more. Absolutely. And then with, with people, when people buy products from you guys and, and reach out for more information, what do you feel like are some of the common things that they're, that they're curious about learning when it comes to vaporizers? Um, we, we get asked a lot if it, if it does burn the material, material, you know, if it's guaranteed to not burn, uh, because people, we see a lot of people transitioning from joint smoking and looking for that product that's going to, you know, help them in the next step, uh, to stop smoking. So a lot of questions like that, you know, which is, which is good. And we want people to ask, you know, is it going to really help me stop smoking? <laughs> and then you guys, cause like even on the highest temperature, it doesn't in your guys' devices, it doesn't burn flour, correct? Right. Guaranteed. Yeah. And it's not going to burn the flour. Yeah. I was going to say from my personal experience, I mean, I've only, I've tried it, I don't know, five, six times through your guys' products of, uh, on the flour side and it, it's just brown, but like I, I told you, my old box vaporizer. There's definitely points when right. you load that, and it wouldn't necessarily burn. I don't know. It had to burn because it'd be brown, and there'd be like black spots where it was like that shit got cooked in there. <laughs> yeah, some of the early tech you had to be really finicky with it, and make sure it wasn't too close or packed just a certain you know um, depth, and we try to make yeah. it easy. Now. <laughs> and then, and another thing too, like. Um, that I want to ask is like, and you mentioned earlier with a low, with a lower temp, you're going to see a smaller cloud, right? You're going to get more taste, but you're going to see a smaller cloud. And most people identify smoking, you know, with the cloud, right? We like to, you know, play with smoke, people French inhale, people like to do all that. Right. Um, how much is there a learning curve for people understanding, all right, when you're vaporizing, it's not, I mean, you're not smoking, it's an alternative to smoking. So you're not getting these big clouds of smoke. Um, do you feel like there's a learning curve for consumers around that as well? Yeah, I, I would say so. And um, our customer service does get hit up um, here and there, you know, saying, hey, you know, it's not the, the clouds production isn't as big as I thought it would. And, you know, am I doing it right? So we, we do try to get some videos and um, upload some content to our YouTube and Instagram to show, you know, how to use it. I think the best way to learn is to see someone do it and talk, mm. you know, talk you through it. So that's how we actually grew too. We started li uh, doing lives on YouTube and, uh, just, you know, hanging out with the Boundless crew, showing our products, how to use it and showing the clouds you could get from it. 
And I feel that attracted a lot of, um, you know, consumers to actually try it out. Then Instagram came along with their lives and we started doing those. But um, there's been a period where uh, we took a little break and we're going to get back to it now on our Instagram. Yeah, those are, I mean, those are super helpful because I honestly, when I got some of the products to review from you guys, like I'm reading the manual, but I'm like, I'll just go to YouTube and, and for two minutes, watch someone, you know, use this. And I had this epiphany. I, I was thinking like, you know, for half a second, I was like, oh man, this like, it's not like a learning curve. But I was like, it's taking me a second to get this. But I was like, the first time I ever used a pipe, you know, unless someone showed me, you didn't even the simple carb on the exactly. side, right? Like you, right, didn't right. Even, you didn't know, right? So you got to like, familiar familiarize same thing with a bong you know to pull it out mm -hmm. and like to understand all these different components you know there's a slight learning curve no matter what your smoking medium is that's um, true yeah and it's not it's not distinct to a vapor a piece of technology or any you know even just like i said a simple pipe like and you know the other ones with the screens you got to clean them mm -hmm. um for um on that because i know your guys's products come with you know, I don't brushes to clean them. What's kind of the cleaning procedure usually look like? What do you guys recommend in terms of like how, like obviously clean it after every use or, but how often do you recommend like cleaning it with isopurple alcohol or is that the preferred cleaning method that you, that you recommend? Yeah. So the main thing we stress is to empty the herb when you're done. Right. So if you empty it right away, uh, those, uh, residents aren't going to build up and stick to the chamber, which ends up making it harder to clean in the long run. So empty your session right after it's done. Then I would recommend uh, like twice a month to actually break it down and use isopropyl alcohol, make sure, uh, get it all pristine and fresh. Then uh, we recommend to run a dry session with the herb vaporizers, which uh, kind of seasons the bowl again and make sure it's all sterilized. So that means uh, you turn it on to max temperature without any herb in it, kind of uh, sterilizes the whole unit. Then you're able to go at it again. And so just let it run when you do that, just let it run without using it or without pulling on it, but you let it Right, run. exactly. Uh, I would recommend to um, keep the mouthpiece off so there's air that, you know, oh, okay. is air is able to pass through. Now that, yeah, that makes sense. And so that's nice. So, and with, um, with the turp pen, how often do you got, recommend cleaning that? Yeah, the turp pen, uh, this one really depends on how you use it. Uh, if you use it, you know, with the dab tool and take, Kind of smaller dabs it's gonna stay clean you know longer than if you just dip it straight into a jar which i've seen a lot of people do and it's hard not to <laughs> yeah. but um it is easy to clean uh you can actually disassemble this middle part and it's all stainless steel so you just take an uh alcohol wipe and wipe it down the coil is interchangeable too so you just uh rotate that off and you could either replace it with a new coil, which are two packs are pretty affordable, two for 10 bucks. Or you can actually do a little burn off on your coil, which means uh, you're just gonna let the residual vapor vape off. So I have mm -hmm. the air path disconnected. So um, the air is just gonna, you know, burn off. And it kind of cleans your coil then like that. Okay, it's just kind of like same thing, like a dab rig when you, when you light it up afterwards, exactly. burn off that, yeah. Right. Um. And so with your guys' educational content, you've obviously worked quite a bit with influencers in this space. And that's one of the, you know, larger marketing channels that's available for cannabis when, you know, it's difficult to run. I mean, you guys are vaporizers. So you might be able to run more paid ads than a flower company, but there's still, like we said, there's still a lot of restrictions around that. So 
how has it been working with with influencers and then just people in the community to create content? Yeah, um, we, we have done a lot of influencer work in these past few years. And um, it's always fun you know, working with new influencers and uh, those respected in the cannabis community. Um, we've always had positive experiences. I can't think of anything negative. Um, so we love we love working out, uh, working with, you know, those content creators and looking forward to, you know, keep running it. And what's like a successful campaign with an influencer look like for you guys? Um, so we did a, a release campaign that was uh, pretty successful with us. And it involves uh, like a group of influencers posting, you know, on the same day and kind of releasing content uh, scheduled like together, but um, not kind of connected, you know, just on their separate accounts. Mm-hmm. And um, it actually leads to an increase in retail sales. You know, you could see it like minutes after the post or, you know, hours after the post, you could see that increase. And it's really a, uh, successful for on, on our end on the retail side uh and and you tend tend to see that straight through your guys the data on on your guys's e-com through your guys's platform right correct so yeah we monitor you know how those um, campaigns do and that's why we keep doing them because they're successful you know, it does help yeah and then and would you also say that's one of the few like marketing channels that you feel like is accessible for your guys's business being cannabis in, involved in the cannabis space yeah i would say so definitely especially these past few years yeah absolutely and then have you got have you guys had i know you said you getting flagged but have you guys had issues with losing instagram accounts or anything like that as well um uh, we've been on our original man so uh, yeah i'm not just for keep, you keep it running man <laughs> keep it running <laughs> So yeah, it's all, yeah, all all organic too. Um, we you know like we work with influencers there, but that's you know organic from their communities. Yeah, that's that's rare in this space to be like we're still running with the, the original. That's, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to. We'll change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, moving forward over the uh, over the next couple of years, you guys see an increase in in more concentrate vaporizers or an increase in dry, like dry, dry herb kind of leading the, like continue to lead the charge, or you feel like it's, it's going to be a healthy mix of both of them. Yeah. So our next product is focused on the dryer bend. Uh, we're actually uh, revisiting the CFX. So we're going to, it's been out on the market for about six years now, so it needs mm-hmm. an upgrade and uh, it's still one of our most popular units too. So, you know, we, we do plan on focusing 50, 50 still urban concentrates. Maybe release um, a better terpen, uh, upgraded terpen, or you know something with new specs, USB C charging. And then I'm gonna see if I have this enough battery on this. Actually, I'm like, oh yeah, I do. So I I was like I was waiting to actually ask you on this. So temperature wise, right? Yeah. For vaporizing, what are some of the temperatures you recommend? Right, because like on the on the Vexel, you have color coded, so it's you know I choose my four modes from low to high temp. This one gives you a lot more freedom with being able to, and it's got, I like, it's got the dial right there. So you can really just select what you want. Mm-hmm. What are some of the temperatures that you recommend for flour? And then we'll talk about oil second. Yeah. So flour, um, I like to start at 385 Fahrenheit. Then you could actually, with the CFX, you could change that uh, degrees by holding these two buttons here. The increase in the, the up and the down, both of them. Yeah. Hold it for like three seconds. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, and you'll go to Fahrenheit. Perfect, because I seen that Celsius, and I was like, I'm not familiar. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like to start at 385. Um, 
maybe after a minute or two, increase it a little bit more. Uh, we call it temp stepping. So okay. you increase your temperature as a session goes on and you're able to, you know, do get that full spectrum of your vaped. So it's like, so basically what you're saying is you start lower temp, really get the flavor, you increase it, which obviously increases the vapor and then likely you get more, right? You cook, you progressively cook more out of it. I don't know. Is exactly. that the right term? Cook? I mean, vaporize, vape more of it. <laughs> Bake. <laughs> I know you're saying convection and what conduction was those the two different types. Yeah, exactly. Those are the two different heating uh, styles. Then the CFX actually uses a, a mix of both, so it's a hybrid vaporizer, and um, that means that you're um, actually heating it up with that ceramic oven that's right here. Then you're up, there's actually a element that sits right below it, and it heats up the air. So a convection element with a conduction chamber. So I was reading about that. So then is that the similar thing as if I take a longer draw, it'll heat up as I draw? Yeah. So, yeah, the longer you draw on that one, it will um, help with that convection air, too, and get you some pretty big clouds without sacrificing yeah. that much flavor. And the taste, yeah, like I said, I'm smoking some of those Alien Labs, the Xeno right now, and it it tastes great. It tastes uh, <laughs> it tastes great. So with, with, um, with concentrates, what are the temperatures that you recommend there? Yeah, for the CFX for concentrate, I would recommend uh, setting it to max temperature, so 430. Um, then um, let it sit for about a minute. So Before you start blowing? Right. Then um, do some long sh uh, long draws and get gets that vapor going, vapor production. And then also on this one, you guys, it has the session timer. It's uh, Was it five minutes, I think, right? Yeah, so a five-minute session timer on that. Um, when it's over, it vibrates and goes into a sleep mode, so it doesn't go completely completely off. If you want to restart the session, you just click it, and the screen will turn back on and hold the button down for three seconds, and that will restart the heater. So if you want to uh, turn it off, you have to do five clicks. Uh, like, like okay, and then with with you load the bowl, like is the average – what what is the average, like what's going to last five minutes? How much – if I'm – drawn on it somewhat consistently how much cannabis do i need to put in there to kind of make it last five minutes um i would put no more than like 0. 0.4 uh, it does hold a lot but if you want like a personal session you just need a couple you know scoops but if you want a group session you know load up 0. 0.4 pass it around and everybody could enjoy some some draws there and then also like so i i try to describe this the high that i get from vaporizers is like a it's like more of a head no matter what i'm smoking it's like more in my head i guess i don't know it's hard for me to describe like and i know everybody's a little bit different but when i'm vaporized weed it's like <coughs> i feel clear-headed so it's not like cloudy in my head but it's like a more airy high is there any side do you understand like the science or anything behind that of why the high is slightly different than combusting flour yeah, I think it's because you're really getting the full spectrum um, vaped off of your herb, you know, from the lower temperatures to the higher temperatures. So um, at lower temperatures, different molecules in your herb, you know, vape off different uh, THC molecules. And I feel um, those are like the more heady ones um, versus at the higher temperatures, you get the more body uh, filling molecules vaped off and burned off when you're combusting. So that's why you get the more, you know, body high when you're smoking. Okay. That, no, that makes, that makes complete sense because if you're, if different things are burning at different temperatures, you're getting a different, like you said, you're getting a different set. You know, if there's 500 different things you're getting when you're lighting something on, on, on fire, you're getting right. 
you know, 300 when you're vaping, but you're definitely, I mean, you're getting the THC and, and the Terps and all that. And then also when, like, if I'm running a session on this, just come ask you because I'm using it right now and I'm not drawing on it. You just set it down. Well, it can, it'll continue obviously to heat the flower, but is it not, it's not going to necessarily just like run through it. Right. So with that one, it will, uh, cause the conduction chamber, but with a unit like the Terra, which is a full convection, uh, you can set it down and uh, okay. it won't. Yeah, just you, that only uses as you use. Correct. Man. <laughs> yeah, the taste, I, like I'm saying, the taste is great. And that's what uh, I have, I've had these products here for, I don't know, a week or two. And so um, I've been like stoked to have them because like I said, that, that old vaporizer, I love the experience of tasting good flour, but it's just so fucking inconvenient. You know, this definitely makes it a lot more convenient. Glad you enjoying it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most certainly, and, and it's uh, like you said, I'm I'm a blunt I'm a blunt smoker, so it's not I don't really seek out vapes, you know. If I, I I was doing the review, and so that's when I got the product, but I'm like I'm actually gonna use I'm actually gonna use it. Like I mean, I'm not actually going to. I actually have been using it, you know. And so, yeah, and that's God. key too. You stay hydrated when you're vaping. It does uh, dry out your throat a bit, um, so I would recommend you know having a bottle of water next to you. Yeah, I'm, you know, I smoke pretty often, so I, I got to try and keep uh, water near me at all times, you know, hydration. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you guys, I know you said you're, you're, you got some products, on, uh, some products in development right now, but what's kind of on the docket for 2022? Yes, yeah, so um, like I said, we're trying to improve the CFX and um, get that release uh, early next year. And then we are also looking to expand on the Turpin lineup Um not the not a different version turpin, but um, the same technology is in a different style unit. So I can't really uh, talk much about it, but it's going to use you know the same heating elements as a turpin and uh, be a concentrate focused uh, unit. And that's something you guys have been working on for for quite a while. Yeah, it's 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 been a while now. Yeah. <laughs> so um, for people out there that are looking to, to find these products or more information, your guys' website is, I believe it's boundlesstech.com, but it's B-N-D-L-S, right? Correct. Yeah. B-N-D-L-S tech.com. Then I believe also boundlesstechnology.com works now. Too. Okay. So yeah, that's the name of the company, boundlesstechnology.com. Yeah. And so for people out there interested, go check out their website. We have a couple of reviews, I believe, on our site. And I know we're going to have a couple more here coming soon. Um, but, you know, some products that we're excited about. And uh, um, thank you for coming up on the on the podcast today. I appreciate yeah. you, man. Thanks for having me. No doubt. Sorry. <laughs> hey. I got little man. I got little man crashing, crashing the podcast episode today. So, <laughs> uh, but he's got, he's coming at the end. So no, really appreciate you hopping on here, Eric. And this is the North American weed tour podcast episode 63 boundless technology. Definitely let you guys check them out. Thanks Mitch. All right. See you. Eric.